are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? And welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, July the 12th and Summer League quarterfinals this weekend. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper for reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the love about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Huge numbers during the free agency period. Let's keep it rolling throughout the summer. Today we're going to have my thoughts on the Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul trade. I'm guessing you a little bit predictable on, on what I might think about that. Also going to talk about Summer League. The quarterfinals eight-team tournament begins on Saturday. And also some uh, hodgepodge of other Pistons-related type of news to close the show. Big weekend, three-on-three tournament tomorrow in downtown Detroit. The Palace Auction news came out. And also um, a little bit on the refurbishing of the basketball courts around the city of Detroit. Some cool things that the Pistons are doing. We're going to touch on that. I think we'll talk uh, some more about that this summer. One of those uh, kind of filler episodes that we love to have. But I do love those kind of because you, you know we kind of flex our muscles about some things about the team. We learn about the, the you know the, the basketball community in the state of Michigan, and uh, I kind of like uh, getting creative. So if you got some ideas for some shows, by the way, get in touch with me. Um, and if you want to come on and talk about the team, or you got something you want to talk about, charity type of stuff, or you got some thoughts, or I'm dead wrong about something, you want to uh, bust my my balls about it, that's fine too. Uh, just get on in touch with the Google Voice line eight one zero six 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 fifteen forty six, and I think we got uh, one or two that will. We'll touch on maybe at the end of the show today as well. Give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore after that, also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash Matt Shook. And for the latest takes on NBA free agency, follow all of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed. That's at Lockdown NBA Net, an awesome way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts during NBA free agency. Again, that's the Twitter handle, Lockdown NBA Net. Now, a little scatterbrain for me today. I screwed up. I told you guys on the show that the uh, quarterfinals for the Summer League actually starts today on Friday. And I was thinking about, and I thought that up until a couple minutes ago or a few minutes ago. I think I saw like last week's schedule that the Pistons were playing like at 3.30. So all, I woke up today and all day I've just been like, you know, I had Federer and Nadal on right now. Just kind of thinking about when I'm going to do the podcast, if we're going to do a Friday episode, because it's kind of an awkward time for that, you know, 3:30 or 5:30 game that the Pistons are playing this quarterfinal. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I screwed up, and I probably mentioned it on the the, the air on the show the last few days that uh, the Pistons play Friday. They actually play Saturday. Um, I, I blame the uh, the drinks I had last night on this, but anyway, um, so I'm kind of rushing to get this episode up so you guys can hear it. Friday afternoon, but uh, the Pistons do play Saturday tomorrow. It's actually 8.30 p.m. on ESPN, regular ESPN, moving on up in the world, taking on the Brooklyn Nets. The Pistons are the two seed as the Celtics edge them out for the one seed. Um, Brooklyn is the seven seed, so more on that later. But like I said, just kind of rushing to get the pot up today. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, the big news broke on Thursday night. They were traded for each other. Uh, Russell Westbrook heading to the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul headed to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and everyone's making the joke about how it's two of the three worst contracts in the league. You can throw John Wall into that triumvirate as well. I made a joke like that, that, uh, hey, turns out these guys are tradable for each other, only, of course. Um, some picks obviously involved as uh, Russell Westbrook's um, you know, better player than Chris Paul, and uh, although a shorter deal for Chris Paul, so one less year 
for Chris Paul on the deal. But like I said, um, Russell Westbrook, a more effective player and can help out Houston in terms of their winning uh, a little bit more this year. The picks that go from uh, Houston to Oklahoma City to acquire that better player are uh, 2024 first-round pick, pick protected one through four, 2026 first-round pick protected one through four, a uh, 2025 swap, which is one through 20 protected. Um, so I guess you have the right to pick do a pick swap unless it's in the top 20. So that kind of doesn't seem like um, much anything there. But there also is a 2021 swap protected one through four. So that's a legitimate thing that uh, OKC can swap Clippers pick or Heat pick in 2021. So um, the way I'm reading it is definitely two first-round picks and then uh, a swap that may not ever happen and a swap that could be valuable. So kind of like I would say the equivalent of like 3.3 first-round picks or something like that if you want to get weird and put a number on it. But, uh, you know, uh, a good deal for both teams in some ways. Obviously, Oklahoma City is trying to – um, acquire all the picks. They got the, bount- the, the 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 corral of picks that are going around. Houston makes their team better next year. Uh, obviously, Russell Westbrook and James Harden will be all sorts of interesting to watch night in and night out, taking turns controlling the team down the court and whatnot. Uh, not much defense being played there. I don't know. I, I certainly am not picking them to win the championship. I don't think they're title favorites. Uh, to me, it's still the Clippers. And I don't know. I mean, Daryl Morey just kind of going and grabbing stars whenever he gets a chance. Dwight Howard, uh, James Harden, mixed results there, obviously. And then um, Chris Paul then and Russell Westbrook now. There's some validity to that. The idea that guys that are that good can't be overpaid, that you can't have you know as many max contract guys as possible is a good thing. I get it. But on the other hand, uh, you have to be constructing a team at some point. And James Harden and Russell Westbrook, to me, don't scream cohesion, probably a little bit better of a fit than Chris Paul and uh, James Harden, only because Russell Westbrook's better than Chris Paul at this point in his career. But uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, if I'm being honest, these might be like my two least favorite guys in the entire league. So the fact that they kind of got traded for each other on teams that basically wanted to get rid of them, and I know it's not because of their their attitudes or, or how they play for the most part, it's mostly the contract and the age, but I, you know, a little bit of a snicker from me uh, here in Detroit City to see that. Now, of course, the natural reaction from Pistons fans and around the league, uh, you know, rightfully so, given this climate that we're in, is uh, Chris Paul's available. So, you know, who's going to trade for Chris Paul now? Obviously, there's a world where Oklahoma City wants to hold on to him and have him kind of be the the uh, the veteran leader, especially given his history with the uh, Oklahoma City fans when the uh, back then the New Orleans Hornets were uh, in Oklahoma City after the Hurricane Katrina, so he played a season there, was beloved before the Thunder ever even came into existence. But Pistons, I'm going to say a hard no once again. Now, that being said, maybe less of a no than Russell Westbrook because obviously it's understood that with Chris Paul, you can acquire him and you won't have to give up much in terms of good assets, if anything at all, really. I mean, you got to match the salary in a trade, obviously, but um, yeah, I don't think that you're going to have to give up, you know, Sekou Dumbaya, Dumbuya, sorry, but we're working on it. But um, then, uh, or Luke Kennard, or, or a very valuable first round pick. Now, maybe there would have to be a heavily protected first round pick given up in, in, in addition to the salaries matching. But it's a lot more feasible for the Pistons to not mortgage the future and maybe make a slight upgrade 
at the uh, point guard position. So, uh, long story short, the upside of Chris Paul joining the Pistons next year in a trade is not as good. Um, and as I say that, I'm remembering. I'm kind of blowing through this show right now uh, just because so just I kind of want to get it up yeah, so you guys can enjoy it before the weekend. I'm remembering the most important part of this is that Blake Griffin is a member of the Detroit Pistons, and obviously there's the history of Chris Paul. Uh, probably bad. I mean, I think we can almost certainly conclude from what we know and read and have heard about how that went that uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul did not enjoy their time as teammates. So I think that the Chris Paul... Blake Griffin dynamic is something that protects the Pistons and Pistons fans from making that deal, from Ed Stefanski making that deal, and he's not going to become a member of the Pistons. So where does he end up? Uh, the Miami Heat, probably. Is, is, it seems like it makes the most sense because for the same reasons that uh, they didn't get Russell Westbrook and the same reasons that ultimately the Pistons probably weren't more interested in Russell Westbrook is uh, Oklahoma City wanted to get those assets back for him. Now, um, they had to acquire kind of an equally bad contract in Chris Paul, but I'm guessing Miami's sitting there like, we don't want to give up Justice Winslow to take on Russell Westbrook's contract and whatever draft picks we do have left, which is not that much at this point. So, uh, But less so for Chris Paul. You can acquire him, throw him with Jimmy Butler, have a little bit better of a team than you have right now, put the contracts together, and um, you know give up little, if any, draft capital or whatever kind of young assets that uh, Oklahoma City and Sam Presti might want to acquire. So I do think that Oklahoma City will trade him, can get something for him from Miami. If not, maybe they'll just kind of uh, suck it up and have Chris Paul for a year and uh, see what happens next summer. When there might be some more teams looking for some more big-name players because there's not a lot of free agents on the, the big market next year. As you hear my phone kind of go off, by the way. It's still in season where we're getting the text notification or the tweet notifications from uh, the Woges of the world as the Tyson Chandler to Houston uh, scenario is coming alive and coming uh, to fruition today here uh, in the world of Twitter. But anyway, um, you know, like I said, I was against the Russell Westbrook rumors from the beginning. But look, if it weren't for the contract, I'd want Russell Westbrook on the team. Um, I'd root for Satan if he could get a banner at Little Caesars Arena, uh, the fan side of me. But um it just, it just wasn't – to all, those of you who are disappointed that Russell Westbrook's on the move and it's not to Detroit, I hear you. I hear the desperation. I hear the uh, opportunity that you think uh, might have been out there. And, yes, there's a reason that these guys are available. Um, you know, you're not, the perfect player is not going to become available at a cost that the Pistons could get. Um, if Bradley Beal is being realistically shopped around at some point, whether that's now or in the future – there's going to be teams that have better assets that are going to line up and want him and take him off the hands of the Washington Wizards that aren't the Detroit Pistons. So if you're a Pistons organization and you want to add some star power, which I get it, I understand, um, you're going to have to take a, an imperfect contract or some sort of imperfection in a in an otherwise pretty good or maybe sometimes used to be very good or maybe now still very good player like Russell Westbrook is. But uh, it's not this one, and I hear you for those of you disappointed um, in hearing guys like me say, not this time when uh, certain guys become available. But I'm going to say not this time again for Chris Paul. Um, in a perfect world that uh, there wasn't that Chris Paul-Blake Griffin dynamic like you heard me kind of starting a tangent about, I I'd kind of be into it a little bit. And I don't like Chris Paul. But in terms of what you could get him for, uh, what you could um, you know, not have to give up, I think that that might be a little bit of a fit if it weren't for the fact that there's an ultimate not fit in terms of team building and locker room and all that good stuff. But up next, let's talk about Summer League. Some good times for Pistons fans as they're getting ready for the quarterfinals against Brooklyn. We're going to talk about that next here on the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Yes, sir! 
All right, a little bit later on, I'm going to pass along some of the mishmash of odds and ends going on with the Pistons and the community these last couple days and up to this weekend as well. But when you are driving to or from work or around town, wherever you drive, all you have to do is tell your smart device inside your vehicle to play podcast Locked on Pistons and we'll be right there for you with the drive. Maybe I'll uh, criticize your driving while, while you listen to the Locked on Pistons podcast, which I, I know you love the old lady doing. Uh, while you drive. But anyway, uh, update on the Summer League quarterfinals. Sorry to the old ladies out there. But the Pistons play in Brooklyn at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday night. That's going to be on ESPN. Now, as we keep in mind of with the uh, eight-team single elimination tournament to determine the Summer League victor, that uh, guys might start sitting um, on every team, especially the uh, the main guys on Summer League rosters. Maybe the Pistons have seen enough from Bruce Brown's Fima Kailuk Kyrie Thomas, all those guys. I don't have any word about it, whether Sekou's going to play. Um, I'm kind of under the assumption that he's not going to play just because we've kind of heard every game that maybe he'll be back next one and, and never really does. So in my mind, uh, Sekou's not going to play. And, and if he does, that'd be a nice little surprise. Obviously, it would be kind of the highlight of Summer League to see him in a Pistons uniform and what he can do as an 18-year-old out there with grown men. But uh, given what we know about Dwayne Casey and the Pistons organization and kind of their lack of load management that they had with Reggie Jackson and Blake Griffin last year, I'd kind of be a little bit surprised if the Pistons start sitting the main guys just be, just to sit them. You know, if there's a minor injury, obviously, you'll, you'll sit guys down. But you never know. Um, maybe they're uh, maturing and moving on to a new form of, of uh, load management going forward. But like I said, uh, just kind of given what we know, I'm going to make an educated guess that they don't sit guys just to sit guys. Um but that being said, if they win Saturday and move on to the semifinals for Sunday, they'll start stacking some back-to-backs. So that's not a great thing for guys that are playing heavy minutes in some of these games, especially if they're a little bit out of shape. But there's something to be said for getting your main guys out there, getting some victories, and maybe even having Bruce Brown get some um, all-summer league team type of uh, notification. Maybe Sfima Kailuk as well, based on how he's played. Maybe even Matt Costello getting some love on some of those teams. And Bruce Brown... If the Pistons win this thing or come close to it, uh, you got to believe that he's maybe right now the front runner for MVP of Summer League, uh, for what that's worth. I know Lonzo Ball has been a front has been an MVP for Summer League. Blake Griffin, I believe, was an MVP Summer League uh, winner at one point. John Wall, I believe, um, but it's not necessarily as I'm looking this up as I say as I uh, as I um, tape this podcast and struggle through it. But uh, yes. Uh, like I said, there's been some some hits and some misses as far as uh, Summer League all-time. Not just those big names have been guys. Uh, Josh Hart last year, um, Lonzo Ball, Tyus Jones, uh, but Kyle Anderson, Glenn Rice uh, of Washington. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas was a Summer League MVP, but then you got the Josh Selbys of the world out of Kansas for Memphis. Damian Lillard, a former Summer League MVP. Jared Bayless, Nate Robinson, Randy Foy. So, yeah, some, some really good um, names out there. So uh, if Bruce Brown can add himself to that list, that would be great for him as well. But, yeah, if, if you got some tired guys, that's when injuries happen. would certainly put a damper on the summer if that's how your summer league were to end, especially for some of those roster guys that the Pistons are a little bit more invested in or a lot more invested in. But uh, if they win on Saturday, the semifinals will be Sunday night at 6 and 8 o'clock on ESPN2. The Pistons would be in that 8 o'clock game, the nightcap if they win, taking on the winner of the Minnesota-Dallas game. So... We will get a good look at those teams going forward. Finals are slated for Monday night at UNLV at the Thomas & Mack Center, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. 
But uh, yeah, some more about Brooklyn. I'm interested to watch this game. The Nets are uh, three and one in summer league. They've won their last three games. They're a hot team, and we say that a little bit tongue in cheek as all. Kind of things are a little bit tongue-in-cheek for Summer League. But uh, they've got a guy I'm really interested in seeing, Nick Claxton of the Virgin Islands. Uh, he's got some Virgin Islands blood in him, so uh, family lineage. So anytime that happens, I'm more interested in the players because I lived in the VI for three years a few you know, a lifetime ago. Um, he came out of Georgia, was a big guy, picked number 31. Uh, one pick after the Pistons would have picked number 30, a uh, guy that I kind of wanted the Pistons to look at. I think he was number one or two or three, I think about number two on my big board at the time before the Pistons made the deal with John Beeline and the Cleveland Cavaliers to move out of that spot of the last pick of the first round. So Claxton was the first pick of the second round. Uh, Jared Allen is playing. He's only played three of the four games, so maybe he'll set sit the rest of the way again, uh, caveat being that uh, any guys could be sitting out going forward. Interested to see how Matt Costello go against real live NBA bigs for the Pistons and then maybe we'll get back to down to earth a little bit there. So he should match up at times against the Jared Allens and or Nick Claxton's of the world if those guys are available. Um, point guard for Brooklyn, Jalen Han- Jalen Hands out of UCLA. He was the 56th pick, two picks before Jordan Bone. So that'll be a nice matchup for him. A little bit of a measuring stick for the Pistons rookie from Tennessee who's already signed that two-way deal. Rudianis Kurox, and I don't know how to say Kurox's first name. Uh, I'm going to plead ignorance on that one, but he's playing also. Rookie last year had a, a big game against the Pistons, I remember, at LCA. He's been a nice surprise for the Nets so far in year to, uh, going into his second year, second rounder last year. They've also got C.J. Massenburg from Buffalo, the MAC player of the year last year for Nate Oates before he moved down to Alabama. But uh, I saw Massenburg play at Eastern, a guard that can really fill it up. Uh, good times for me. Covering Eastern and Buffalo last year. They've also got Musa, the uh, Dasan, and again, I got another... European, I don't know how to say his first name, uh, apologize to Musa, but he's out of Bosnia. I remember uh, 19 years old when he was picked last year, compared himself to Kobe Bryant, so interested to see the, the White Mamba out there. The 29th pick in last year's draft, he's playing well in summer league there. Theo Pinson of North Carolina, uh, a high-level uh, player there uh, at the college ranks who's uh, playing with the Nets now. So uh, it's obvious why this is a good summer league team. They've got some real NBA guys. And it should be a nice challenge for the Pistons to go up against some of these guys as opposed to, you know, some of those Pacers that were out there. Obviously, Team Croatia and uh, some of the other, you know, softer teams that they've played so far. You know, the, the Philadelphia roster really uh, fell off a cliff after the Matisse Thibels and uh, Zaire Smiths of the world. So we'll be interested to see how the Pistons match up tomorrow night against the Brooklyn Nets on um, ESPN and Summer League quarter final. But up next, I got some odds and ends, the three-on-three tournament, the uh, court refurbishing, and um, other things that are going on with the Pistons in the community and the Palace being broke down, how you can own a piece of the Palace. That's up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team, every day. All right, and kind of a big weekend for the Pistons organization Outside of the Summer League action in Las Vegas here locally, the three-on-three tournament is outside Little Caesars Arena all day on Saturday. I'm interested to see what this looks like. I'm going to walk over there now, actually, before pregame in a little bit for Jack White and the Rockin' Tours. Um, excited to see them at Masonic Temple tonight. Wanted to name drop that one a little bit. Um, saw Rod played in the uh, softball game up in Hamtramck on Thursday afternoon. Kudos to him, Rod Beard of the Detroit News. 
And uh, good luck to everyone playing in the three-on-three tournament this weekend. Stay healthy. I, I believe the finals for every bracket are going to be inside at Little Caesars Arena. So cool experience to be able to play there. Interested to see he, see how that turns out and hear from some of you guys how it goes as well. Um, other th- cool thing with the Pistons and the community, they're moving on to Phase 2. They're going around and refurbishing a bunch of courts inside the city of Detroit. They finished up Phase 1, which I believe was in the northwest side of the city. So a little attaboy to Tom Gores and the organization for that. Uh, pat on the back to them for doing all that good stuff, getting the uh, game of basketball back into the city of Detroit. It's kind of been, I don't know, uh, feels like you know a decade or so that it's kind of fallen off since, since I was kind of a kid, or maybe even before I was a kid, when it was in maybe in a little bit more of its heyday. Of course, we know a lot of things in the city of Detroit fell off in, in, in some sad ways in the 70s and more so into the 80s and the 90s as well. So good to see that those things are being rebuilt, the Pistons using their platform as a basketball organization, a, a strong force in the culture of the city, uh, kind of doing their part. So we'll get someone on from the organization to talk about the uh, rebuilding of the basketball courts program, uh, talk about that soon. Excited to get some more details and see how maybe we can get involved as well. Also, the Palace of Auburn Hills, all the little trinkets and items and locker room doors and players' locker stalls and shower heads from the locker. I'm sure there's all sorts of cool stuff. I haven't checked it out yet, but it's uh, you can bid on items right now at ownpalacehistory.com. I'll see what I can uh, bid for <laughs> a little bit of money. But um, they are just tearing things down, and you can go ahead and buy it and have it in your man cave. Over 3,000 items are for sale the memorabilia auctions go until July 20th, so you only got eight more days to check it out. Um, I'll, I will check this out, and we'll, we'll talk about this next week a little bit more. Um, maybe I'll, I'll let you in on some deals that are out there right now. Stadium support equipment is up until July 31st. Arena seats are also up for purchase until August 2nd. So check that out there. I'm interested to see what you guys think about that. So looking for feedback on some of this stuff and also some other things that we could talk about as we're looking into the abyss starting maybe middle of next week of uh, six weeks or so of some dead period here for the Locked on Pistons podcast. We'll still be bringing you shows. But uh, let me know what you guys think about that and whatever else is on your mind. Give us a call, 810-666-1546. If you called and left a message for today's show, sorry, uh, just kind of blown through today. As we get through the weekend, looking ahead to a fun weekend, working on some stories and other stuff for the Detroit News, so check out those things. And, uh, yeah, fun time. So 810-666-1546. Leave us a voicemail on the Google Voice line. Name, where you're from, and uh, leave it to under two minutes 90 seconds-ish, uh, if better, uh, if possible, that you can uh, do that or also cut you off. But anyway, this is your host, Matt Shook, speaking of cutting myself off. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. And uh, we will talk to you guys on Monday, talking more Summer League. Good times. Have a good one, everyone.